On today's episode, I'm going to talk to you about open angle glaucoma. Exactly what is it? What's it got to do with eye pressure? But most importantly, what you can do to ensure that you're at minimal risk of glaucoma affecting you in the long term. I look forward to being right back with you after the intro music. Have you been diagnosed with an eye disease or do you have unanswered questions about your eyes? In this podcast series, we'll be diving deep into all eye-related aspects. So stick around to discover the answers you've been looking for. My name's Vic Maysuria and I'd like to welcome you to the Ultimate Eye Health Podcast. Hi guys, so on today's episode, I'm going to tell you all about glaucoma or primary open angle glaucoma to get very technical there's various different types of glaucoma but as i say today we're going to be talking about primary open angle glaucoma so firstly what is glaucoma and what symptoms will i have if i have it so this is a really common question that we kind of get in practice and um, whether you've been diagnosed with glaucoma or most commonly it's when you have a relative or friend or someone who has been diagnosed with glaucoma and you're always kind of thinking well I know it's important but what is it um, so best way to kind of describe glaucoma and this is how I explain it to my patients when I see them in practice is if you think about a um, camera and a computer so your pictures are taken on your camera camera, and traditionally you use the USB cable to connect that to the computer. So you've got three components there, the camera, the USB cable and the computer. And all three components have to be working uh, efficiently for you to get the pictures onto your computer. So your eye and uh, your brain are kind of very similar. So your eye is essentially your camera. You have a nerve that connects uh, your eye to the brain which is called the optic nerve and that's similar to that USB cable and the brain is similar to your computer. So as I say all three components the eyeball, the nerve and the brain all have to be working 100% efficiently um, for you to get pictures uh, or to see perfectly. So what is glaucoma? So essentially glaucoma is where that uh, nerve or the USB cable starts to go faulty. So the, pass, the images uh, and the information don't pass freely from the eye to the brain. And the end result, um, once it gets severe and further down the line, uh, people end up with tunnel vision. So they can still see perfectly centrally unless it gets very, very severe, then the whole nerve stops working. But the majority of people, um, even severe cases of glaucoma, always maintain some uh, some level of central vision and it's the peripheral vision that is uh, effective so essentially they end up with tunnel vision um, what symptoms we typically have if you do uh, start to have glaucoma so actually the visual field and that impacts to get tunnel vision comes much further down the line so you'd hope that if you've been going for regular checkups and would suggest every six to 12 months uh, and i'll go into details about kind of what exactly tests i would suggest that you have done or make sure that you're having done and, and to what extent um but i said ideally you should be being seen between every six to 12 months now the checkups are the things that's going to be able to diagnose and detect your glaucoma before it even gets to the stage where it's affecting your visual field. So initially, probably about, well, actually, if I think back in practice, uh, most people, I would say statistically, maybe about 95% of people who we diagnose with glaucoma have absolutely no clue that they have this. And it's typically found on a just routine eye examination. So it's really, really important that you kind of having these regular eye checkups done. So as I say, it's kind of the optic nerve or the, the cable that starts to go faulty. So when you have a consultation, there's various tests that are quite critical 
to check the nerve function. So first of them uh, is a technical word for what we call ophthalmoscopy. So this is uh, where the uh, consulting uh, optometrist or ophthalmologist will look very closely at the surface of the optic nerve. It might be done with a uh, small lens in front of the eye or in today's modern world, they should ideally be doing, and this gives the most kind of, uh, most bits of valuable information, is something what we call a OCT, which is kind of like an x-ray for your teeth, but it's a scan for your eye, or an Optimap, um, which is essentially, again, is kind of like a, um, uh, a CT scanner of some sort. So the various further diagnostic tests that one can have in practice, and we do those uh, both uh, uh, in our practice, and that is an OCT and an Optimap scan of the uh, optic nerve. So basically this gives us as much information as we can about the performance of the nerve and how well that is working. If you appreciate, it gives us a much more microscopic micron detail compared to say looking with the naked eye uh, with a condensing lens or people always remember the kind of torch, you know, where they come really, really close to your face and you're kind of invading your personal space. So that's something uh, use what we call a ophthalmoscope. That's really kind of old school. So if you go into a practice where they're kind of purely relying only on an ophthalmoscope, I'd suggest try and find a more modern practitioner or someone who's a bit more skilled in uh as a bare minimum using something what we call a slit lamp and a condensing lens, but ideally someone who is performing OCT and uh, Optimap scans on your eyes because they're the ones who are going to give you um, a lot more clinical information and typically be able to diagnose uh, glaucoma issues much, much earlier and therefore uh, help you if this is the condition that is uh, going to come to fruition. So you're probably wondering, well, everyone always goes on about eye pressure and the puffer test. What's all that about? Really good question. So People always fixate on the eye pressure and even sometimes when people have been diagnosed and they're always going to hospital to have these checkups done uh, here in the UK to get their uh, glaucoma monitored uh, for progression, people always talk about the eye pressure. So uh, again, the best way I can describe this is if you think about a sink and a tap, if you've got the tap open and the sink is and the plug hole is open, the whole system keeps flowing. The water comes out, it drains away, and it kind of keeps flowing at a consistent rate. So you can have issues where you get raised pressure. So if you think about that sink analogy, there's two ways that we can increase the amount of water that's in the sink. We can either uh, clog up the plug hole to make that really um, small, so the increase of pressure or fluid fills the sink. The other thing that we could do is turn the tap on um, at a faster rate, so we don't necessarily have to block the plug hole, um, but turning the tap on and will also fill that sink and raise a, a level of water. Or alternatively, uh, we could do both, and that would make the sink uh, overfill really quickly. So this is very similar to your eye and the eye pressure. So what we know is that there is a link between raised eye pressure and optic nerve damage. So as I say, um, the key thing to glaucoma is what is happening to the optic nerve. It's not necessarily the pressure. The pressure is the thing that we manage to help slow down the progression and the effect on the nerve. But the true thing that's going to determine whether the glaucoma is there and it's progressing or is getting worse is going to be the optic nerve appearance and the impact on the visual field and the scans. So, okay, yes, pressure is important and you'll be using drops and potentially having treatment to um, monitor your pressure. 
But even if you've got, for argument's sake, a high pressure, say, of 23, if that's having no impact on the nerve and the nerve is staying really healthy, the visual field and all the scans seem absolutely fine, then technically there isn't really glaucoma there. There's risk factors for it, but there actually isn't glaucoma. Vice versa, even if you've got someone with very low pressures of, say, I don't know, 8 or 9, um, but the nerve is becoming damaged and the scans are showing progressive changes to the nerve function, then there is glaucoma there. So as I said, people always fixate about the pressure and what is the eye pressure doing? But the key question that we should be asking ourselves is what is actually happening to the nerve and the nerve function? And again, this comes back to a good analysis of the optic nerve with uh, some kind of retinal imaging or scans coming back to this OCT or Optimap uh, and uh, Optimap scans. And the final little bit of uh, information for you guys today is kind of who is more prone to this. So there's, uh, it's hard to say, actually, there's lots of research out there saying that a lot of cases are idiopathic. Some just happen and they start. Um, other um, research suggests that it's due to poor circulation, blood pressure, other cardiovascular risk factors. And other uh, studies so show that um, or suggest that there's link with um genetics and that's probably the strongest one that we are very familiar with so if there's a first degree relative i.e brother sister uh mum or dad um, then that typically increases your risk of glaucoma uh, quite noticeably so that's kind of was all i had for you guys today um tune into the next one for further information i'll probably dive deeper into other types of glaucoma we talked about primary open angle glaucoma and that's the most common one that we typically see in practice and as i said what can you guys to do to make sure that this is not something that you're developing first thing is making sure you're having regular checkups ideally between uh, every six to 12 months having retinal imaging oct and optimap and definitely going to see um, an experienced practitioner who is very um, up to date with glaucoma management and diagnosis and detection. Uh, as I say, if you kind of seen someone who's purely just using that uh, guessing stick or the really bright light coming really, really close to your face, um, invading your personal space, then I would try and suggest to uh, see a different practitioner who is, uh, as I said, at bare minimum using a um, condensing lens with what we call a Volk lens. Um, or as I said, the most ideal is uh, OCT and Optimap, which I said we do at our practices. So if you guys, um, by all means, we'd love to see you. If you have any concerns or questions around glaucoma, do feel free to get in contact. And as I say, we're more than happy to see anybody who is concerned with the risks of glaucoma or developing that. Um, thanks for tuning in and I will catch you guys on the next one. Thanks again. Bye. If you found this podcast series useful, please screenshot this episode using your phone and post it on socials and tag me at Vic Masonria using the hashtag iHealthPodcast. This way you can help me spread the word and help others just like you.